A Florida man broke into a home, took a bath, took a nap, made himself some coffee. A fired Dunkin' Donuts employee says the boss pulled a bagel knife on him. A Florida man chugged two beers in under 30 seconds at Epcot, and then mayhem ensued. And a Florida high school employee said the Bible verse is attacking her. These are the weird stories on Weird AF News for Friday, and they are all out of Florida. Because on Weird AF News, on Fridays, we do only weird news from the state of Florida. We call it Florida Friday on Weird AF News, and here we go. Buckle up. A Florida man broke into someone's home, took a bath, slept in a bed, made himself coffee. He's like a Goldilocks in real life. Or like a cracky locks, you know, because he's probably on the crack. <laughs> this crack is just right. Pensacola, Florida is a place. It's a place where a Florida man decided, although I don't live in this home, I'm going to settle in. Uh, he proceeded to have a normal day inside the home that he broke into. The sheriff's office say that 28-year-old Florida man Zachary Seth Murdoch smashed a glass porch door and entered an unoccupied rental home in Avenida. The Florida man proceeded to use the bathtub. He also slept in the bedroom. Well, at least he took a bath before he got into bed. You know, that's proper etiquette. He also made himself a nice cup of coffee in a mug. <laughs> I should hope it's in a mug. Uh, hey, look, at I'm all for coffee. Whatever it takes to get yourself a nice cup of coffee in this world, even if it means breaking into somebody else's home. Just kidding. Jonesy Knorr, Weird AF News, condones you breaking into someone's house to make yourself a cup of coffee. The police say that wasn't all. Florida man Murdoch left his coffee mug on the back porch, which uh, to me makes a lot of sense. He probably wanted to enjoy his morning coffee in a sunbeam. That's what I do. I go on my balcony and sit in the sun with my cold brew. Uh, I don't break into somebody else's balcony and have my coffee there, although it's a possibility. I mean, if, if I get desperate, I might, <laughs> might have to climb onto somebody else's balcony and enjoy my coffee. Also says here, the Florida man filled the kitchen trash can with trash, including his bus ticket stub. It doesn't say what else he filled it with. Doesn't indicate whether or not he took out the trash either. I'm curious. Let's put it to a vote. All of you who think that Florida man took out the trash, say I. Okay, the nays have it. A Florida Dunkin' Donuts employee claims his boss pulled a knife on him. A bagel knife. A Dunkin' Donuts manager is accused of pulling out a bagel knife and threatening an employee that he just fired. I hate to see this happen at such a sacred institution like Dunkin' Donuts. You know, being from Boston, Dunkin' Donuts to me is kind of like church. You know? and, and you shouldn't be pulling knives out in church, all right? Let's find out some more information. We have Sergio Alejandro Leon, age 45, charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in a Dunkin's, but without intent to kill. Yeah, because it's a bagel knife. I don't even know how you kill someone with a bagel knife. They are very dull, and they don't have a point, from my understanding. They're a rounded tip. I'm very familiar with bagel knives. Not that I've worked in a bagelry, but I've ordered a lot of bagels in my life. I lived in New York City for a decade. It's required that you have a bagel every day when you live in New York City. 
Now, in this story, we have a Florida man who's also a victim and doesn't deserve to be treated like this in a Duncan's of all places. The victim told the sheriff's deputy that Leon fired him and told him to leave the store. He said when he tried to leave, Leon walked up to him and tried to block his path. Wow, it sounds like Leon's a little confused. Uh, wants him to leave, but then doesn't want him to leave. He's like, oh, it's hard to get employees. Maybe I should keep him around. The victim said he walked around Leon, the manager, who followed him and continued arguing. The victim claims he turned around to tell Leon to back the F off and stop following him. That's when Leon grabbed a bagel knife and swung it around in his direction, according to the victim. Now, Leon has another story. He told the police that he fired the guy and then the Florida man was walking around aggressively, you know, walking around aggressively, just growling. He said he was concerned for his safety. So that's when he grabbed the bagel knife from the counter. Leon denied brandishing the knife or even threatening to kill the victim with it, according to the police report. Now, the police took a look at the security footage in the Duncans and saw Leon grab the knife while the victim is speaking to him. And then Leon extends the knife towards him. Leon grabbed the knife forcefully and brought it to the front of his body before letting it hang at his side, according to the video. A witness had to sep I'm confused at what happened here. Sounds like we just have a situation where it's two Florida men and they're on some Dunkins, very hopped up on probably a large vanilla iced coffee and other chemicals. A witness separated the pair and said that the witness was afraid Leon was going to harm the victim. So sounds like we have a third party here that's on the side of the Florida man that had just been fired. What a terrible day to be fired from a Duncan's. Man, I'll tell you, I can't even get hired at a Duncan's. They don't want me, man. They're afraid I'm going to drink all of the stock. And if we're being honest, they be right. A Florida man chugged two beers in under 30 seconds at Epcot and then had a skirmish with the police. A very intoxicated Florida gentleman chugged two beers in less than 30 seconds at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That sounds like a good time, actually, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. I had no idea they did this. A little dangerous to do it in Florida. It says here, it wouldn't take long for the rest of this man's visit to Disney World to totally unravel. His name is Chase Holderby. He sounded friendly at first as he offered handshakes and high fives to everyone in line at one of the stands in Epcot. This is according to the sheriff's report. The 30-year-old Merritt Island man had already caught the attention of authorities because, well, he appeared to be intoxicated. I don't know why that would catch the authorities' attention. Seems to me that everybody's intoxicated in Florida. It's not a very outlandish behavior at all. Not even at Epcot where people go on that international drinking tour, you know, you have a margarita in Mexico and then sake in China. I mean, Japan, what do you have in China? I have no idea. What's the official alcohol of China? Anybody know? Anybody? <laughs> Says here, our Florida man, Chase, was stumbling, being excessively loud, swearing. Uh, you can't be swearing at Epcot. Come on, guy, there's kids there. What are you doing? And it says he appeared very unsteady on his feet. The deputies watched Chase chug two beers in less than 30 seconds at the American Adventure Pavilion. I love how they just watched him do that. I mean, just, all right, well, he's being excessively loud and swearing, and he seems to be stumbling, and he almost fell on a baby. So let's just observe and see what happens from here. <laughs> okay, guys, good job. 
says the visitors were already complaining about this man's behavior. In fact, a Disney food and beverage manager took some pictures of Chase and alerted all the food and beverage locations not to serve him any more alcohol at the, at the wine festival. <laughs> Imagine getting cut off really early at the wine fest. Poof, boy, you really got to go over the top. It says here the other people in Chase's group knew he was getting himself into trouble. They tried to get him to drink some water and head toward the exit, but Chase did not get very far. He got into an argument with his group at the Japan Pavilion, and the deputies warned him to stop making disturbances over there. I love how they're just following him from country to country as he just wreaks havoc. <laughs> Good job. Says here, by the time our Florida man got to Morocco, he was confronted by a Disney security manager who ordered him to leave the theme park immediately. Chase placed his finger on the Disney employee's chest and started causing a scene. Ooh, the old finger on the chest move. That's a rough one. Chase began swearing and yelling. He said he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, ooh, here's a photo of him. He's got a very red face. But then again, a lot of people in Florida have a red face. He's not wearing a shirt in the picture. My guess is he's not. he wasn't wearing a shirt in Epcot. Chase reached the International Gateway, it says. He took off his shirt and kept asking what he had done wrong. <laughs> I love it. A wasted shirtless Florida man asking, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? According to the report, Chase continued to yell and ask what he did wrong all the way up the ramp to the Skyliner. I don't know what the Skyliner is. It sounds like a great place to get wasted. Once in the line, he continued to act belligerent and caused the crowd of people in line to become very alarmed. Wow, they got every detail of this because the, the authorities were following him from place to place, just taking notes. They're all journaling. Oh, today at Epcot, my great day at Epcot, where I witnessed a shirt, shirtless Florida man get wasted and be belligerent. Let's see what happens next. While attempting to get him onto a physical gondola car that he wouldn't initially get inside, uh, it says here, the disturbance continued. He almost fell off the car. The staff had to stop the entire transportation system for his safety, which delayed all the other riders. All Chase had to do was ride the gondola one stop to Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort where his family was staying, but he never made it. <laughs> I just want to get to the Caribbean. Caribbean queen. Shots at the Caribbean. Come on, guys. Who's with me? Who's with me? Where's my pants? I mean, I don't know what people expect over there when you're doing the around the world wine tour at Epcot. I mean, it's just designed for binge drinking. <laughs> and then you throw Florida men into the equation. What do you think you're going to get? Come on now. Yay! A Florida woman claims that the Bible verse on her co-worker's parking spot is attacking her. An instructional assistant at a Florida high school has reportedly complained about her co-worker's parking space. The parking space has a quote on it. It's a verse from the New Testament. And the assistant claims that this quote offends her as a Jewish person. Marina... Gentilesco, who works at Wiregrass Ranch High School in Pasco County, Florida, claims she has been angered every day that she arrives at work and passes by her co-worker's parking lot. It is painted with Philippians 4.13, which reads, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now, according to Marina, this parking spot is attacking her because she is Jewish. 
Well, there's a lot to unpack here. There's a lot about Florida I do not understand. I've never heard of personalized parking spots where you can put a quote. If I was going to do so, you know what that quote would be, guys. Good luck with your life, man. In fact, I wouldn't even stop there. Let's personalize the urinals while we're at it. I'd love to roll up to a urinal with a nice, friendly quote awaiting me. Like, uh, let it flow, bro, or something like that. I think that would be lovely. Um, now, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, Gentilisco says that her parents told her stories of the Holocaust, and she claims that a quote from an epistle of St. Paul brings back some painful memories of her. She says, it brings me to the verge of tears because it brings me back to the six million that perished. Six million perished because of our faith, because we're Jews. Now, look, I want to be sensitive to everybody's ideologies out there. And there's a lot of weird ones based on straight up fantasy. But let's say like, we'll respect them. But in this instance, I mean, it's not like this is a swastika next to her parking spot. I mean, it's really... This verse is you know, meant to be uplifting, and you can kind of use it as just a generalized phrase to make you feel better in the morning and give you that confidence to get out of your car and slave away another day for the overlords. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a nice quote. I don't even really think you need to even attribute it to Christianity whatsoever. Certainly not attribute it to a Holocaust situation. Have you heard of Occam's razor? Something we should all be familiar with. It just seems to me that if you feel personally attacked by this, then, you know, maybe you need to re-examine your comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, that would be like me demanding everybody wearing a Yankee hat, get rid of it because I'm being attacked as a Red Sox fan. Uh, let's see what happened here. Apparently, she went with her concerns to the school principal, who then went to the district. Citing freedom of expression, Pasco County Schools decided against ordering the removal of the Bible verse. It's not a violation, said the Pasco County Schools Public Information Officer Stephen Haggerty. This is personal expression. There is no proselytizing going on. The parking spot is not compelling students or faculty to do anything one way or the other. This is just a teacher expressing themselves just like they might wear a crucifix on their shirt. Teachers and students are free to express themselves here. Uh, kind of accurate with the crucifix analogy, I would say. That's spot on. And ordinarily, you wouldn't just demand everybody take off their cross that they might be wearing, correct? Um, so I agree with this. I don't know. How do you guys feel about it? Is this an attack on a Jewish person? This quote in a parking spot? Call my show, 646-450-2012. Hello, my fellow weirdos, loyal supporters of the Weird AF News podcast. I greet you in the outro. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're having a lovely weekend. I want to thank everyone who sent me Florida stories and links the past couple days. Very gracious of you. And it made my job easier. Thank you. I got a donation from Jessica. She sent me a PayPal and a note. It says, thank you, Jonesy, for the morning laughs. I'm going through a lot, and the smiles feel good. You're awesome. You're awesome, Jessica, for sending me a cash donation via PayPal and writing me a lovely little note here. Um, I'm happy to help you get through whatever you're going through. And just remember, it gets better. It always gets better. We all hit those snags in life. It's part of it, you know.
my greatest adventures have come out of calamities in my life. I have to say, uh, it's almost like I forget some of the good things that happened to me and the, the crazy things that happened to me really stick and they make my story more fascinating and interesting as I get older. Uh, I'm, I'm probably not going to have any grandkids, but if I did, I would, I would tell them of all the crazy stuff that happened to me. Uh, like the time I spent three nights in a jail in Wichita, Kansas, you know, that kind of stuff. Those are the great stories in life. So hopefully that you'll get through this and this will just be a funny story. You know, what do they say? Tragedy plus time gets you some humor, right? Uh, I don't know if that's helpful at all, really. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring light to the situation. But regardless, thank you for the generous donation. You guys can also send me a PayPal to my email. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. If you'd like to for the holidays, that'd be swell. You can also go to weirdafnews.com and click on buy Jonesy a coffee or uh, join the Patreon yeah, we have a Patreon as well where you can, it's like buying me a coffee every month, which is pretty sweet. Or if you, you know, you could even mail me a Dunkin' Donuts gift card if you felt like it. Just email me. I'll give you my address. It's no problem. Actually, I think you can send it digitally these days, right? And I, of course, I have the Dunkin's app, so duh, I can just add it to my balance on there. It's just a little challenging to find Dunkin's out here in Los Angeles. I have to tell you, there's not that many. Sometimes I spend all day driving around looking for one, you know? It's uh, Anyways, uh, I got some phone calls too. Lovely people calling the show, including the angry Florida man, which we always love to hear. Very timely calls too, so I can publish them on the Friday episode. And then we, of course, we heard from Michael from Iowa City and some other celebrities. So if you'd like to stick around for that, I'm going to play those after the outro. If you want to call the show, 646-450-2012. You can follow me on the Instagram if you want to see what I'm up to this weekend or over the ho- <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I'm over the <laughs> over the holidays at Funny Jones on the Instagram. You can also see what kind of shows I have coming up. Maybe maybe they're in your area. I'm going to be coming to Dallas, Texas, pretty soon. So if anybody's in Dallas, uh, be ready for that. I'll give you the details. All right, take care of yourself now. Stay happy. Good luck with your life, man. Hello, Jonesy. This is Hogan Raymond. I'm going to leave a message for you, and I'm going to have some of my friends call in celebrities, other types of people, some of them not my friends, and leave messages for you. You can cut them into between the segments of your show and play them if you'd like. This is Morgan. Talk to you later. Hello, my fellow Americans. This is President Joe. Since the midterm election, I've helped stop that red wave right in its tracks. It's obvious that the world is now a safer place for a democracy, especially America. And over these past several months, inflation is coming down. Gas prices are coming down. And employment, employment is up. More Americans are working now than have ever worked at any time in America before. The world is a better place. America is a better place. And America is looking better than she's ever looked before. Lady Liberty is looking mighty fine right now. In fact, I think I'll give her shoulders a rub. Maybe smell her hair. Uh, Well, let's get back to thinking about President Joe. Some people say I'm doing so good that they're calling me President Mojo. 
Well, let's think about America right now and how things are so turned around. You've got more money in your pocket because prices are coming down, gas is coming down. And what can you do with that money in your pocket? You can donate to Jonesy. Join his Patreon. PayPal donation. It's the time for giving. It's time for thinking of others. May God bless America. May God bless the weirdos. And may God bless our troops. Hey, this is Diamond Dave, man, calling in from Panama. I may be just a gigolo who's hot for teacher, but I know you weirdos are jonesing for jonesy. So don't wait till the sun goes down. Let your generosity be unchained. Jonesy's crying out for your help. So call in now and donate to the Patreon. You'll feel on top of the world when you donate. So do it now and you can dance the night away. Hey, Jonesy, this here's the Angry Florida Man here, and I just wanted to remind you, all that is good and holy in the name of Lloyd Christmas, why would you recommend people get a visectomy? You know, ain't your pullout game strong? I understood that Jonesy's pullout game was strong. And I ain't picking on you there, Jonesy. I'm just saying that if you do have to get a visectomy for any particular reason, my cousin Bruce over there now, over there, you know, Penny Park, uh, uh, he, 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 he got one heck of a, 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 a weed eater. He'll take care of that for you anytime you need. But anyway, Jonesy, I was just trying to be comical there. I'm serious, man. You pull out game, you got to practice on it, Jonesy. You don't need a visectomy. I mean, golly, man. What's next? Dentistry? Perhaps I started a little too, a little too uh, rated PG-13 or 14 there for you in the last comments. But Jonesy, I, I'm just looking out for you. But meanwhile, you, you were saying something about the, um, some, some whale carcasses washing up on shore? Now, first off, I would have said, yeah, good eats. But then you brought up that B word, botulism. Botulism is no joke, man. My, my old roommate Mark, he used to keep a bottle of catsup under his bed. And man, he was growing his own botulism. He was injecting it into some of the female patrons that would join his uh, his sportsman's club, uh, a.k.a. strip bar. Because uh, if you put botulism in a girl's forehead, uh, they'll pay big money for that. They call it something else. I, I don't know. I think, but it's botulism. You put botulism in a needle, I don't oh, you know, I'm scared of needles too, Jones. I'm just saying, people do this. They inject botulism into their lips and their face, and it makes them look unsurprised or very surprised, depending on how you look at it. All right, now, 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 stick with me for a minute here. Now, there's a lady, and I'll call her a lady, and I'll use that loosely because not many ladies travel. Not many ladies I know, anyway, travel with the ashes of a loved one in a. Uh, uh, how you how you say and uh, a butt plug? You know that's just that's that's wacky, man. That's wacky. I gotta say, you know, I, I was in charge of my grandpappy's uh, ashes when he passed away, and he's quite the bass fisherman. And he told me he had a specific spot on this river he wanted me to dump his ashes. And I jokingly said that I was gonna keep some of his ashes in a salt and pepper shaker and shake it on my lure when I was trying to catch bass. He did not find that quite as amusing as I meant it to be, Jonesy. I just don't know. Did she run this by this man? Hey, I'm going to keep you in the warmest of places. You know what I mean? I don't know, Jonesy. I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about this in a minute. Jonesy, Jonesy, Jonesy. Now, now I, 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 I got to step back 
I gotta step forward. I gotta step side to side. I'll do the icky breaky shuffle harp dance right now in disbelief over the fact that you would suggest that people take these classy ferrets, aka mink, you know, and stuff a turkey. This ain't a turducken, Jonesy. This this ain't a mink mink turkey. What? I I can't even come up with the. Oh, that, why, Jonesy? Why would you do that? Do you skin them? I mean, because... Ooh, it's so bad, Jonesy. Don't do it. Don't do it. I one time put a Coors Light tall boy inside a turkey. Let me tell you about that. I'll get back to you. As you know, Jonesy, I, I love the holidays. And I used to have two roommates, my buddy Dan and my buddy Mark. I just spoke briefly about Mark and his botulism project. But anyway, Jonesy, we had we 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 all blue collar uh, uh, persuasion, and we got a we got a one turkey between the three of us of uh, as as a, as a Christmas bonus one year, uh, or turkey bonus, whatever Thanksgiving time. And um, you know, uh, we we didn't we weren't going to deep fry it because it was you know because that's going to explode. You know damn well it will. Uh, so we figured, hey man, I'll get a tall boy Coors Light. And I'll put it inside the turkey and I'll cook it. Little did I know that you're supposed to use a small Coors Light and drink some of it. Because the turkey makes its own grease. Let's put it this way. 3 o'clock in the morning, we're cooking it all night long. I get up to go to the bathroom. I walk in, I walk out in the kitchen. I hit the linoleum and the beer foam and grease that was oozing out of that damn turkey. Out of, out, right out of the stove. I went ass over tea kettle, Josie. It wasn't a sight. Well, now that I've gone on and getting on and talked a lot about the nonsense, I'd like to say everybody, uh, happy happy Thanksgiving, uh, happy day after Thanksgiving if you get it off. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll, maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll chime in one more time before before the holiday. But if I don't, you don't hear from me. Let everybody out there know. Let everybody out there know something important that I was gonna say, and uh, I'll be damned if I can remember it. But uh, have a good time. Uh, watch yourself some football. Play some foosball, even whatever, man. Anything, anything, anything your heart desires, man. Tell, tell a friend, tell a loved one, tell them to get their act together. All right, because you love them and you need them to be around, man. So, Jonesy, you enjoy yourself uh, Thanksgiving, and from the angry Florida man to the uh, angry enough California man, aka man from New England who's now lives in California, have yourself a happy day. Hi, Jonesy. It's Connie from Cedartown, Georgia. And I was calling about the grandpa that chain smokes in the, in the marathon story. And people were commenting that he needed to stop smoking and wasn't good for him. And, of course, smoking isn't good for you. But it's not doing him any harm, apparently. I mean, he's running marathons, and he's and I think he's his 50 or he's in his 50s, so... He's doing great. I think they should leave him alone. Let him smoke if he wants to. I just, you know, like you said, felt bad for the people behind him. He was choking them out, but he was fine. And it seems like when you stop smoking, things start going wrong. Because, well, like, well, my dad's the exception. He smoked for 45 years and quit, and he's still, knock on wood, hasn't had any problems to this day, but... My best friend only smoked for about two or three years and quit. And as, and she, her lung cancer is in remission. And now she has breast cancer, but as of her last scan, that's in remission. So I'm thinking the longer you smoke, uh, sounds kind of backwards, but the better off you are because your body's used to it, basically. 
But anyway, that was just my opinion. And the mermaids saving the guy, that was awesome. And they do have mermaid training in Florida, too. Because I remember going to Silver Springs years ago in Florida. They have a glass-bottom boat rides. And you could see the manatees and stuff like that through the bottom. And the occasional mermaid, which, of course, were women. And, of course, the guys on the boat, oh, those aren't real, those aren't real mermaids. Well, of course, there was a couple that thought they were real. So there was that whole back and forth. And it cracked me up and it annoyed my parents, but I thought it was hilarious myself. Grown men arguing over whether mermaids exist or not. But um, And lastly... I don't know what's wrong with the Patriots, my Falcons, and Jim and Cleveland's Browns, but they need to get their butts in gear and start winning games more. If we're going to watch them, they need to win. But anyway, so I hope everybody's having a happy hump day and everybody has a great rest of the week. Love you, love all the weirdos, and I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.